and it looks like it works. All right, so hi guys, welcome back to our podcast. I'm Alba. And I'm Alex, and I got a bucket hat on again. <laughs> you have a very special guest with us here today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Scott Wilkinson. Uh, y'all brought me here about martial arts, or yes. just going to yes. randomly talk? Uh, I'm a six-degree black belt, and I run a school in Plano, Texas. Martial arts school. There nice. you go. And what's the mission of your school? Oh, wow. I like to hit kids. <laughs> that's not the ultimate. The ultimate mission, uh, my ultimate goal is to remove fear from my students. There you go. That's now, nice. what drove you to want to do that? Uh, my first instructor. <laughs> he was kind of mean. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah, so, uh, you know, in that school, only the strong survived. Yeah. So, uh we got beat up like every day <laughs> and I decided that I wasn't going to allow anybody to treat me like that and when I opened up my school that kind of became the mission that uh, I was going to train people so that they also would not allow people to treat them bad so there you go yeah so how long ago did you start the impact oh impact yeah 2005, 2006. Okay. 2007, somewhere around there. Yeah, how long? That's when we were born. Oh, gosh. I feel old for sure. Now, was that your first school or? No, 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 no. I got my first school right out of high school. Oh, there you go. uh, Yeah. My my second instructor gave it to me, and my dad shut it down because he said, You're too young to own a business. Sent me to college for a semester, and then within the next year, I had another school opened up in Clinton, Mississippi. And then I opened up another school in Byron, Mississippi, so I had two at the same time. And then we moved here, and I worked for somebody, and that's where I got my college education because that guy was one of the most successful schools in North America at the time. So Okay. Wow. He trained me, and then after that, I just kind of fell into the school that I'm in right now. There you go. Is that always, like, uh, something you wanted to do? Like, did you start Taekwondo at a young age and like martial well, arts? Well, I started when I was 13. <laughs> My story is different than everyone else's. Everyone else seems to have been bullied or something like that, and I was never, <laughs> I was never bullied. Um, my parents didn't let me watch anything violent on TV. Not even like the old uh, Incredible Hulk with Lou Ferrigno, which if you ever watched that, yeah. all he did was throw people and flip cars. He was just a muscled up guy, so no CGI, I was just a bodybuilder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one day I was sitting in class and a guy behind me was flipping pages and I turned around and I saw this picture of this guy kicking straight up. Oh. And I said, what is that? And he said, karate. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. He said, that's where people hit people. What? They do that? <laughs> yeah. So I stole that book from him that day. <laughs> and then... uh I hid it in my underwear drawer and my parents, my mom found it and uh, made me give it back to him. (laughs) And then a few years later, she went back to work and uh, put me staying with uh, one of her friends who had a son that was close to my age and uh, he showed me throwing stars. Oh yeah? Oh. I was like, what is that? (laughs) Oh my gosh. And so I stole those from him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, my parents, my mom saw me outside throwing them against a tree, and she made me take them back. And <laughs> and then uh, I was interested in the ninja stuff in the beginning, so yeah. I only studied ninjutsu, all magazines, books, whatever I get my hands on. And uh, I, she said, uh, and I started making my own weapons. And she said, if you give up all this ninja stuff and give me those weapons and promise to never do that, then I'll put you in. Uh, 
she said karate, and she already had a karate school picked out, but Daryl was fixing to start okay. in Taekwondo, so she put me in the same Taekwondo school as him. There you go. So that's how I got my, my start. <laughs> uh, I knew Po'un pattern, which was a black belt pattern, before yeah. I ever walked in the door. I knew all the kicks of Taekwondo and everything. Once, okay. I, once I saw it, I just fell in love with it. There was oh. never a question. It was instant. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And then I uh, got my black belt uh, in a year and 10 months. There you go. And uh, I was there three times a week, every week, and then I uh, took all the swings off the swing set in the yard, and we kind of lived on a farm, so I got a feed sack, and I filled it with dirt and hay and hung it from the swing set, and that was my punching bag. And, <laughs> and all that was kind of before I ever started martial arts, and then I got started, and I worked on it less, but I was always at the school. We got our black belt, and the instructor said, what do you want to be, an instructor or a champion? And there were three of us that got our black belt at that test, and one of them said instructor, the other one said instructor, and I said both. Yeah. I didn't even know what the options were. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> I'll just do all of it. All of it. So, yeah. and then when I was, I don't know, 16, he was leaving me with the school. So I've always, yeah, yeah just from the moment that I saw it, uh, I just kind of fell in love with it and trained yeah. crazy from then on. That's how I got started in it. There you go. Now, you mentioned you went to college. What just for a semester. What did you do in that semester? Like, what was sales it? Sales and marketing. Okay. And the reason I chose sales and marketing just is because that would help me run a school better. There you go. Yeah, so. definitely. How was your college experience? <laughs> did you have fun? I didn't want to go to college. Oh, you didn't? I just wanted just... to get out and get to work. I'm a worker. So I just wanted to yeah. get it started. Yeah. So okay. that was my, my focus. <laughs> there you go. The quicker I get started, the quicker I get finished. So let's true. not put it off. That's very true. That's true. <laughs> um, could I ask, like, what life skills martial arts has taught you? Because I don't do martial arts like you both do. So. Oh, my gosh. Uh, work ethic, courtesy, honesty, self-control, responsibility. Uh, when I opened up my school in Clinton, Mississippi, I sat down and wrote out every life skill that people had said were associated to martial arts. And it was about two or three pages, so... Well. You know, it gets into leadership and different things. Mm -hmm. Martial arts is known for just like four or five, courtesy, honesty, self-control, responsibility, and discipline. And they threw victory on the end. Americans did. It's not actually a main part of oh, yeah. Taekwondo. But okay. um, those were the main ones, and I defined them. And then I did a poll with all the parents to find out what they thought those words meant. And then I incorporated it into the curriculum. But uh, a lot of times the adults, they throw words at kids like, you need to be more respectful, but they don't tell you what respect is. Yeah. yeah. You need to be more disciplined, but they don't tell you what discipline is. So I figured if I'm going to do this for a living, I better be an expert at those. So yeah. uh, it's a lot of life skills. Like I said, leadership, and then leadership has subcategories, and then you have courtesy, and it has a couple of subcategories, and honesty, and integrity, and perseverance, and sticking with stuff, and courage, and it's a, it's a super long list, especially for instructors that really understand how that relates to martial arts. For so long, it's just been a byproduct of training yeah. instead of a focal point of training. And that's one of the things that kind of separates me from everybody else is we're yeah. all about the life skills. And that's first, and then the martial arts is second. And some people do martial arts first, and life skills just kind of follow along. Okay. That's interesting. Now, I've noticed whenever I'm like doing training with Pal and then training with you, you are a lot more relaxed. Oh, yeah. Have you always been that relaxed type of teacher? No. Or, no? No, no, no. No, it was much harder. As a matter of okay. fact, um, 
the way that I was trained was my only perspective of how to do it. So it was okay. harsh. So when I got my school, it was harsh. And yeah. only the strong survived in there and <laughs> all like that. And then I moved here and the, the guy who hired me said, I want you to do in my school what you do in your school. And so I, I did. And he came to me and said, that's too mean. You're gonna need to be nice to everybody. And I said, well, you wanted me to do what I do. <laughs> yeah. And it's not super nice. And he goes, look, you come up with a team, call it the elite team, pick out 15, 16 kids that you think can handle that kind of training, and you, that's your release. Okay. And everyone else you'd be nice to. And that's where the, I have a special program that I yes. still teach to this day called the elite team, and I go back to the guy that I was. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I still yeah. teach that harsh. That's my favorite kind of teaching, because it's the most effective in the shortest amount of time. Yes. Everything else is, you know, a four, six month process, and I can do it in a couple of days teaching like that but uh, no I haven't been laid back but okay. I, I have noticed from working with kids that uh, when you push and push and push and push and push they um, that doesn't you know give that atmosphere of no fear that I want to promote yeah I want them to be I've, I've learned that they perform better when they're relaxed I've and that is yeah. something that I've noticed while teaching is sometimes we'll be a little bit harsher to them and that's whenever they don't understand it mostly. Well, if they do, because it, it scares them a little bit. Yes, you know? but when we're relaxed and we're not messing around but having fun with it, mm -hmm. that's when they'll understand it. And I'll see them start to use that more often yep. than whenever we're relaxed. And you probably know from your training when you're yelled at and yelled at and yelled yes. at, it's hard to do what the instructor is yelling at you to do. Yes. And I'll let you choose. You yes. know, I'll say, hey, this works better. You got to have courage enough to try it and then you try it and it works and you're like okay I'll I'll yes. do that from now on so it, it's a little bit longer process but uh, my instructor yelled at me too and I can yeah. remember him yelling at me yeah. and me not being able to do what he was yelling at then I would have to make up an excuse when he why didn't you do what I told you to do and, <laughs> yeah. and then my second instructor was a little bit more laid back and he wasn't a yeller but he would he would use logic and ask questions afterwards and not necessarily in anger just ask questions and so I was relaxed and I would answer them. Sometimes when people ask you those aggressive questions, you yeah. just blurt out the first thing that pops in your head. <laughs> I want the students to think about it. Yes. If they think about it, then it kind of becomes a part of them and then they can do the thing that you want them to do. So I like the, the relaxed one. Yes. It's a little bit easier. It takes a little bit longer, but it's, yes. I like being laid back. <laughs> and if it's not fun for me, I don't want to do it either. So. <laughs> there you go. Um, what would you say your favorite part of like teaching is? Oh gosh, um, I love watching a kid uh, overcome obstacles and you can actually see when the fear leaves them, whether it be breaking boards their first time or sparring their first time or uh, just walking into a class or getting their first stripe or going to their first testing and there's so many experiences that martial arts provides that uh, promote the life skills naturally but that's what I love doing is watching that light bulb go off yeah and them them get it you know like when I my chill out style of teaching and everything and you were very ego driven when you fought and now you're yeah. super relaxed and things are way easier for you yes to watch that light bulb moment where Just you're like okay I got this I understand that's my it. favorite part yes and I try to duplicate that with every single student that stands in front of me so okay interesting Alrighty, so like, what 
Do you prefer your old school or this one that you have now? Uh, this is the biggest, nicest school that I personally have ever owned, so I like it way okay. better. Alright, and do you enjoy do you enjoy that your uh, your sons teach the taekwondo with you? Yes, that's yeah. super cool. This family family <laughs> yes. business. Uh, I've never been one to to hire people from outside to come into the school. I like to yes. train them myself. Mm -hmm. It fixes a lot of problems and or prevents a lot of problems. Yes. Yeah. I only I have only ever I've only hired one person that was outside my school. He didn't last very long. <laughs> he hurt himself. Not it wasn't oh, yeah. it wasn't because <laughs> oh, I threw him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he went to one of those indoor uh, uh, surfing places oh. or something like that. Okay. And he hit his head on the side and got oh. a, a really bad concussion. Yeah. And uh, uh, it messed him up for a while. So it wasn't anything that I did or. Yeah, yeah, it was. Just he just stopped coming because I mean it was like six months. Yeah, it was a really bad concussion. Oh, had okay. to be in the dark all the time, no stimulation, like a, oh, no wow. different light colors and oh, that. couldn't watch TV. Wow, stuff like that. That's really rough. It's crazy. Everybody oh. else has been somebody that I trained personally, up from white belt to black belt, and then they yes. teach for me. Wow, and I think that's what I enjoy about my teachings because we're not necessarily a family but it feels like it because we've all been there from the start and now we're up together and it's like I know them I can trust them and there's no real yeah and a shared experience yes we've all basically had the same experiences we've had different ones but the main core things are yeah. right yeah. there absolutely like the same like steps emotions yeah that, is, that makes you a family a yes. family is a group of people it may be biological or not, but they share experiences together. Yes. They share these moments that nobody else gets to share, just this little group. Yes. And that's what makes a family. So it actually is a family to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fun thing about teaching there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you say your favorite thing about teaching. What about your favorite thing about, like, owning the, or, like, like driving, like, owning the place, the gym? taking care of the gym, teaching like the new generation, like what are your thoughts on like? I like the freedom that it gives, you know, running your own business. To me, it, uh, it makes me not, <laughs> not, a, not a slave yeah. to the job because I enjoy going there. Yes. Uh, if, if I work for someone and they tell me what time I gotta get up, what time I gotta go work, when I can take a break, when I, mm -hmm. uh, I don't work well in that particular environment where <laughs> someone else is dictating to me yeah. my yeah. schedule. And then you can leave at five o'clock, you know, and I don't, that, that to me is a, f a form of slavery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you run your own business, you know, like Mr. Powell, he gets to go camping and stuff like that that he enjoys. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy being at the school. Yes. That is like one of my favorite places to be. So it gives me freedom and I can take my break whenever I want. And yeah. If I don't want to teach, then, uh, you know, I'll miss a day. But if I miss two or three days, then something's not right in my life and I have to get back to it. So yes. I'm not a huge vacation taker because I don't want to miss something. Yeah. I got to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, speaking of uh, your sons, when did you start? teaching them Taekwondo when they were in the belly oh, okay so it's just always th their whole lives has just been yeah they okay. they don't have a memory of when they started especially at a school yes uh, because it was pretty seamless <laughs> and we have pictures of Justin when 
He was probably nine months old, holding on to the bed and nothing but a diaper, and his mom is sitting in front of him with her hand up, and he's kicking it. <laughs> there you go. So I used to tell people that I could put a board on her on her stomach when she was pregnant with him, and he could break it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's when he started. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and Cameron, too. Yes. Uh, Madison, the, my baby girl, she started a little bit later. A okay. Little, a little bit more relaxed with her. Yes. Baby girls are different for their fathers than, than yeah. boys are. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some goals for your, like, academy? Your conquer gym? the world. <laughs> uh, some of the things that that I'm super proud of is some of the people um, have been valedictorians of their school. Some of them have been valedictorians of their college graduating class. Uh, uh, them to be successful is my ultimate goal. I don't necessarily want to you know, pass on the torch and have a bunch of people open up schools. What I want is yeah. for them to be successful in whatever they choose and not be afraid to try things. Yeah. So if I accomplish that, that that is like ultra cool for me. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, how do you think your students handle Taekwondo with like school? Do you think it helps them? Like, do you think martial arts in general helps students as a form of like to release stress or yeah absolutely one of the things that I try to do is you know with martial arts it goes like this a student comes in and they take their first class and their first class I make sure they get a stripe and normally if we have real boards there I have them break a board on the first day and then they so they have success on day one yes. with two mm -hmm. things they get a stripe and they break a board yes and then they earn more, more stripes and that kind of is cool grayed out to them a little bit but then they go for a testing and they have to show up on a special day and then they get their new belt and that's their next thing so they had success again and then they come to class and they earn more stripes and then they get another belt so it's success after success after they have a history of success over a, a period of time going from white belt to black belt uh, so that to me affects them in school and I talk to them about leadership and that kind of thing what I want them to do is um, the secret sauce in what I do is I get people to want to do better. Yes. That's, that's part of that, uh, that goal of, like I said, removing fear. But instead of a coach telling you to do something, you, you just do it. Instead okay. of a teacher telling you to do something, you just do it. And that's what yeah. I try to accomplish. And I use the martial arts. Look, look at all these successes that you've had. And it doesn't matter what you do. You, you choose to be good at school, band. I want them to be successful in all that they do. So we talk about school a little bit, but generally speaking, when they're training at the school, they have this underlying desire to do better, yeah. whether it be at school or baseball or soccer, and that's what I want for them. So mm -hmm. uh, they do tend to do better in school because okay. of that. Yeah. But I'm very particular about don't do it because someone told you to do it because you choose to. And that's where power lives is if you choose to do something, yeah, then uh, you'll be motivated and you'll wake up early and stay late. And that, that to me is work and life and that kind of thing. So. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Now, Definitely. I've noticed you've done multiple martial arts, right? Which ones have you done? Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, Ninjitsu. <laughs> Studied most of it myself. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, I trained in jiu-jitsu, uh, studied a little bit m of Muay Thai. When you, 
everything uh, when I first started was about training. Yes. Everything was. So, like I said, I knew a black belt pattern before I ever walked in the door and all of the fancy kicks jumping up and spinning around and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, so when you train like that and you put as much thought into it that I have and you get the concept behind the martial arts like Muay Thai is knees and elbows and clinches and sweeps. Yeah. Uh, the main kicks they use is front kick and round kick. They don't really throw too many side kicks, yeah. but uh, they'll clinch an elbow and knee and sweep the leg. So you take that from them because that's what they're known for. And then Taekwondo is known for kicking. Yes. Uh, boxing is known for hand techniques. So I studied boxing for a long time. Uh, uh, Jiu-Jitsu is what if it goes to the ground. And really, once you get past that, I just need to know how to get somebody off of me that's on top of me. Uh, that's pretty much what you need from that style. And then martial arts is, what it means is military arts, so it's ranges. You yeah. have your gun or projectile weapon range, and then you have your long stick and your kicks, then you have your extended hand like a stick, and then you have your uh, punches, and then you have your clinches, then you have your joint locks, then you have your ground fighting. So those are like the basic ranges. So yeah. I studied the martial arts that deal in those ranges specifically. Yes. And that's what I... That's why I trained in them, was I don't know what to do if I go to the ground. Which style is that? <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. Let's do that. <laughs> there you go. Now, what, what if somebody your... grabs you? Oh, that's a joint lock. You gotta, gotta study. So it was uh, going to seminars, going to camps. I never went to a school. Once I got the, the main idea behind it, you can pretty yeah. much make it up yeah. on your own. Yeah. I don't have to be bottle-fed <laughs> a lot yeah. of times. That's how I view it is, yeah. you know, if you train in Jiu-Jitsu for a long time, it kind of becomes a sport. Yes. Because it, it's almost exclusively on the ground, so that's what they're known for. So you study that to take that from them, and then you yeah. study Muay Thai to get the knees and elbow game down, because Taekwondo doesn't do some of that stuff, you know? Yeah. There's no one style that's the best. Yeah. Now, what's your favorite one to do, if not... I love kicking. That's what I first okay. fell in love with, <laughs> yeah. was kicking. I love Taekwondo best. Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry? That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I tried Taekwondo once. It was like, bring a friend. We oh, yeah. So right. I went with him to a practice. It was pretty interesting. You don't, you don't truly have fun until you kick somebody. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's why they do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I broke a couple boards, even though it took a while, because I was really scared of like going for it. But it's really fun. I enjoyed it. I can definitely see why she likes it. That's so. excellent. Now, real quick, outside of Taekwondo, what types of things do you enjoy? Fishing, like, hunting, fish. outdoor okay. stuff. Outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I just got back from Denver, Colorado, and I thought I'd seen a mountain before, but oh, yeah. I've never seen a mountain. <laughs> Those are mountains. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my first time. The only mountains that I'd seen were, I've been to the Smoky Mountains. Those are like hills. And then they say that there's mountains in Arkansas, but... Those mountains are—they yeah. don't even hold a candle to what's in Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was—I had my mouth open the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Whoa. There were elk on the side of the road and chipmunks and deer walking around everywhere, just in the city. Yeah. That was—we uh, were in Estes Park. So okay. I, I love seeing things like that. I love going places I've never been. Yes. Doing things I've never done. Yeah. You know, yes. Definitely. That's what I really enjoy—that kind of thing. Now, do you like sports? Uh, well, I love sports. I mean, like, do you like yeah. watching like, like football and stuff? Besides martial arts. Uh, no, it's even hard for me to watch martial arts oh, on yeah. TV. 
I'm a participator, so I don't yeah. like to watch yeah. it. I like to do it. So yeah. I, yeah. instead of watching football, you know, and yelling at a TV, yeah. go outside and throw the football. Yeah. That's more satisfying than watching the watching it. That yeah. kind of thing. So I don't watch any sports on TV. Okay. One time I was into tennis. And yeah. I tried out for the tennis team when I was in high school and made the tennis team. Nice. But the practices and the games were at the same times that I taught. And oh, yeah. on the weekends, yeah. it was tournaments. And mm -hmm. uh, I do martial arts tournaments on the weekends, so I had to quit. Yeah. But I used to watch Andre Agassi and Pete Samp Sampras. Yep. That's his name. And uh, who's the guy that would throw a fit in McEnroe? John McEnroe. Mm -hmm. All those guys. Those are the people that I watched on TV. Yeah. I watched that just to get the technique. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I play tennis. I know. I heard you I say that earlier. Tennis. I enjoy tennis. Yeah. It's really great. I still like tennis to this day. I just don't get to play that much. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I like tennis because it's like a sport that even when you're older, you can keep playing it. Yeah. It's like a sport you can play for the rest of your life. So it's really Absolutely. great. Absolutely. So now, um, just lost my train of thought as I had the question in my head. Uh, <laughs> got it. Oh, hard. what was the biggest tournament you've ever competed in? Oh. Or biggest fight? Oh. The biggest tournament I've ever competed at was the Battle of Atlanta. Okay. That's an open tournament style. Like ours is a closed tournament. It's yes. just pretty much Taekwondo people. But open tournaments are Kung Fu, Karate. I even had ninjas show up at tournaments before. <laughs> uh, and, and different forms of karate. Ishinru, Shotokan. Uh, Shorinru. Uh, so it was probably, gosh, two or three thousand people back then. Oh, okay. It was a lot. It was huge. Did you win it? Or? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I got the, be the best I ever did. It was the most proud I was of a third place. Okay, there you go. I That's still have good. that third place. <laughs> yes. That's good. That's but good. Uh, the, the original Ninja Turtles. Okay. The, uh, one of the guys that, was that played in the suit that was Donatello. Okay. At those tournaments, they have special teams like pa Team Paul Mitchell. The hair care people, they have, yeah. they have a martial arts team. Those, and they're one of the best in the world. Yeah. And uh, I was going against a guy from Team Paul Mitchell, and the guy that played in the Donatello suit, he, doesn't, he didn't like Team Paul Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I did a spin heel kick and hit the guy in the head. They didn't give me the point because my hand was on the floor. Yeah. And he, at those tournaments, you can protest. He stepped in and protested, and I was like, that's Donatello. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And he did it twice because I, I thought it would be funny to hit the guy again. So I did a spin heel kick, hit him in the head again. And uh, I wound up beating him. And then the next guy had his way with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was really good. Yes. Those guys are really, really good. Yeah, definitely. So that was the biggest tournament and uh, probably the most memorable one. Yeah. And then uh, I told you about Raymond Daniels. I yes. used to watch him and his little tricks that he would do. And he was at the tournaments that I would okay. go to. So I got to watch him when he was doing the sport karate thing before yes. he went to full contact in MMA. And okay. uh, Mr. Fuller even fought against Raymond Daniels one time. Oh, that's cool. He got hey. tore up. <laughs> but, but you get to so. say that you've, <laughs> you fought him. So like. yeah. yeah. He said, well, what do I do against him? I, at first I said, I hope you don't get Raymond Daniels first. And sure enough, he drew Raymond Daniels first. He goes, what do I need to do? I'm like, I have no idea what to tell you with that guy. <laughs> have fun. Learn hey. a lot. <laughs> do your best. Yeah, do your best. <laughs> Just the fact that you get to fight him is a big deal. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Certainly. that was the biggest tournament that I've ever been. Did you ever go overseas to compete? Not until we went to England. Okay. The first time. Being yeah. from Mississippi, I didn't have those opportunities. When the team thing first started, uh, I did a couple of tryouts, but okay. Uh, they had a certain group. The tryouts were just a. Uh, 
to make people feel like they had a chance, but yeah, they didn't really have a chance. That feels like with most like sports, like for high school sports and middle school sports right now, seems like they already have the the people picked. Yeah, uh, you can be right. one of those people, but you know, you kind of have to brown those a little bit. It doesn't yeah. really necessarily matter your talent level or skill level. So. Yes, so that's what I liked about Taekwondo is it's all you. Yes, it is, and like even accountability-wise, if someone on your team isn't feeling like they want to give their best today, that you can't really do anything about it. But you can control how you're going to perform this day. Yeah. That's why I like about Taekwondo. I I make my choices and it's a little bit easier. But I also understand the team aspect of having to be able to yeah. understand or rely on other people, but mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Certainly. Alrighty. Uh, this is a great episode. Thank All right. you for... Well, yeah. Real quick, what is your biggest accomplishment? Oh yeah. Having That's kids. There you go. <laughs> having kids of my own, uh, that calmed me down some was having kids of my own. Yes. And realizing that parenting <laughs> is a, a little bit more challenging you know like it's easy to not take life seriously and then when you have a baby yeah. all of a sudden especially for my position I was like oh my gosh what am I gonna teach them what am I gonna, what's yeah. important for them to know how do they survive this life what have I done yeah you know? <laughs> it was things like that so that was and then raising them up to where they didn't make any of the mistakes that I made yes. you know, growing up that they were they were in fact better than me that was that's my biggest accomplishment that yeah they survived their childhood way better than i did there you go um also who is your inspiration oh, or did you have any inspirations oh uh my first mentor uh, was a guy named bob west he is the the most unique individual i have ever met in my life and i've i tried to raise my kids similar to how he raised his kids and uh he helped remove a lot of fear that I didn't even realize that I had. Uh, so he was the most influential person up next to my dad okay. that, mm -hmm. that I ever had. Okay. So he's still the top mentor guy that I've ever had <laughs> okay. because of his nice. uniqueness. Uh, when, and, and he was a low rank. Uh, he got his black belt under me, him and his son. And uh, one day I walk into the school just to give you an idea of, you know, Bob West. Uh, he, uh, well, first of all, the way I met Bob West was through Grandmaster Wadley. Okay. He trained under Farron Wadley, Grandmaster Wadley's brother. Okay. And he calls me when I'm in college and says, hey, I've got an opportunity to move to Mississippi, Alabama, or Georgia with my job. And they tell me that you're a good karate instructor and you're very talented. And I said, there's no karate school here. My dad's making me go to college, so <laughs> there's nothing here. Yeah. And we talked for a little while, and then we got off the phone. I was like, well, that would have been cool. Next thing you know, I'm in college, and he calls me and says, uh, hey, I, w I wound up moving to Mississippi. And I said, why? He goes, because we're going to open up a school together. Okay. Yeah. That, that's how I met him. Yeah. He came and picked me up and go to his house, and he would feed me, and we would train. He had a room that didn't have any furniture in it, and I would train him and his son in that living room. Yeah. And uh, then he would take me back to college, and we did that several times a week. Okay. And then uh, one day after we got the school open, <clears throat> I, he was sitting on the couch and he had, he was he had this sad look on his face and I was like, "What's wrong with you?" And he said, uh, "When I got back from Vietnam, there were some things that I wanted to accomplish in my life, and the only thing that I accomplished was my black belt." I'm like, "Well, things like what?" And he said, "Skydiving, bungee jumping, <laughs> uh, swimming with sharks. I mean, hang gliding." <laughs> 
And I'm like, really? Those are <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said, well, what would you like to start with? He goes, I don't know. Skydiving, I guess. And so the next day he goes to work. And when I'm at the school, I call the local skydiving place in Mississippi and set up a date. It was in October. And uh, I got about nine students to go. And we all jumped out of a plane. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. he wound up doing it about 20 times. I did it about 15 times. I've always then, wanted to go. Then he went on vacation and bungee jumped. Then he got scuba certified. Then he there swam with sharks. And then he moved to Alabama and just gave me the school. Okay. And then when he was in Alabama, they have hang gliding, so he hang glided. Then he got into comp competitive shooting, then he got a motorcycle. And <laughs> I mean, everything that he ever said that he was going to do, He's he did it. There's very few people uh, that I have met that, you know, had this vision of what they wanted to accomplish and then actually did it because you yeah. get out yeah. of college, you get married, you have kids, and then life happens, and then you veer off, yeah. off yeah. your path. Uh, you change jobs, your job requires you to work 60 or 80 hours a week, and then you just stop chasing what you said you originally wanted and he was one of the only people once we went skydiving he just he just started making stuff happen like I made it a priority yeah so that's one of the reasons why he's such a strong mentor with me is I did most of those things with him <laughs> yes but uh not as on the scale that he did it though yeah so, but still it was uh, he's he was an amazing person he died about three years ago oh, okay so Aww. But he got to do everything that he was yeah. wanting yeah. to do. He got into mountain climbing and rappelling and everything that you could imagine. It was a little bit extreme. He loved to learn. Yeah. And yeah. he's where I got that from was he instilled that in me, a, uh, a love for growth and learning and moving forward and the difference between busy work and actual work. Yes. Busy work is where you're moving. You're not really accomplishing anything, but yeah. it feels like you're doing something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, uh, you know, if you play tennis and you're just out there hitting the ball and you're doing stuff, but you're not working on your technique or your footwork or your yeah. serve. Or you need to break it down. Got to break it down. The That's drills, right. Focus. And he was really good at breaking things down. And so I applied the things that he took me over and I use it in everything. Okay. Whatever's complex, you can break it into smaller parts and it's more manageable. Yeah. So yeah. He was the most influential person. Now, um, what are your future plans with Taekwondo? Do you have anything? Yeah. I'm going to do it until I drop dead on the floor. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really, you know, have a plan on retiring because I yeah. enjoy it too much. It's not something that yeah. I look for the date when I'm going to be finished with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as long as I can talk and walk, I'm probably going to be teaching somewhere somehow. Yeah. Alrighty. There's always knowledge you can give someone. Yeah. Now, I have another question. This one's more for, like, Taekwondo people. Okay. I remember you related, like, your dad's basketball to your Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. Can you, like, say that story again? Because I've heard... Yeah, so, dad was a big-time basketball. He's in the Mississippi Hall of Fame as one of the highest scores, like, okay. ever. And um, so he was a history teacher and a basketball coach. And uh, one of the things that he would do after every game, he would sit in his chair and he would run statistics. Yeah. Which, I, I never played basketball because it took Daddy away from me. You know, he was always, he was focused like that. Yeah. And, uh, but I use that too because I'm focused the same way. Yes. If there's something I'm interested in, I am all in 100% of the time. I don't waste movement. I yeah. do real work, not busy work. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, he's sitting there and, and he's going through how many fouls did and what people did that, and how many free throws did we shoot, and how many did we miss, and how many three-pointers did we shoot, and how many did we miss, and 
how many two-pointers do we shoot and we miss and that gave him a, a method of what does the team as a whole need to work on in the practices the next week yeah yeah and so I would just look over his shoulder and watch him do it and then I would go to tournaments and sometimes I wouldn't compete and I would sit up in street clothes yeah uh, and watch and video and then I would I made up my own statistics for okay. how many shots were fired, yeah. what kicks are they using in this far end, and that's when I figured that's really just round kick and side kick yeah. and punches, and that's pretty much it. Yes. And then I got to thinking, like, why have I ever lost if that's the only kicks that they're using? <laughs> you know, yes. You start drilling on how to block those particular moves, and then mm -hmm. you get really good at it, and then you start winning. Yeah. But I did the same statistics applied to martial arts that he did in basketball. Yeah. I thought that was very good. Yeah. I yeah. that was the thing. I had me a little spreadsheet and everything <laughs> and clipboard yeah. just like he did. And there you go. Now I'd have one more question. I've always wondered this, all right? Now we're going to have yeah. Mr. Powell on in a future episode. So <laughs> how did you and Mr. Powell end up meeting and then create this whole rivalry between the schools? <laughs> Wait, there's a rivalry? <laughs> we don't. Well, it's not necessarily a rivalry, but we like, don't actually have a rivalry. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I understand. Love friendly competition. Yeah, friendly competition. I, I, I love say. Robert Powell, so it's not really a rivalry. Yeah, you know, I do things sometimes that will push him uh, or yeah. give him <laughs> an identity in the martial arts. Yeah, you know that, and and he pushes me in the business part sometimes. Yes, by always nagging me like a woman. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. <laughs> also but, uh, the way that we met is the school that I moved here to train at. It was yes. one of uh, you know the better schools, like I said, in North America. And he was just like a punk teenager and came in. And uh, my instructor, his name is Rob Ellis. Him and Joel Scribner would train the junior team. The way the team thing started was they just only had a men's team. Yeah. And the first men's team, I believe they went to Russia. And then okay. a few years later, they came out with a junior exec team. And that was like 15, 16, and that's it. Yeah. So it was that, boys and girls, and then it was men and women, and that was all the teams. Yeah. So Powell got in there probably in 99 or 2000. Yeah. 2001, it was somewhere around in there. He, they came to the school to train. That's how I knew him. That was the first time that I'd met him. Did you spar him? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. Alrighty. Well, I, this has been like the best podcast we've had so far. So like, it's been great. Yes. Thank you for all your sharing of knowledge and everything. You bet. I can talk about martial arts all day long. <laughs> 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 I'll have, to have you on another time for yes, some more of that. Yeah. Follow I've sparred him before though. Uh, did you beat him? Uh. We're gonna say it was a draw, but, okay, but yeah. he doesn't dominate me by any means. And okay. I, I don't, you know those those dumb jump away kicks that he does. He's yeah. never hit me with those. All right, spin kick. <laughs> he's never hit me with those. There you go. Uh, most of the time, he hits me right in my block, and it knocks me back. And uh, but I don't normally hit him a lot either. So it, you know, yeah. it's, it's pretty pretty equal. Okay. But I've, I've always told him though, I'll spar you, but you know there's. There's no girl to kiss or money on the line or trophy, <laughs> so I'm not going to try super hard. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. kill myself just for you, just because I have an ego. No, I'm going to have fun and spar and all no. like that. Now, this yeah. is for him. If y'all both took it, like, 100%, who would win that? Me. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll have to send him that little bit right there. Yeah, yeah, he'll throw a kick and he'll look around and there's no one there and then he'll feel a tap on the back of his head. <laughs> Remember, I'm a ninja. So. There you go. Oh, that's true, that's true. That's, that's very true. <laughs> all righty, well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Do you have anything you want to promote or? Huh? Do you have anything you want to promote or anything? No, 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 no. All righty. Well, make sure y'all subscribe for more. Yep, <laughs> Listen to us on Spotify. Instagram, on Spotify. And more socials soon to come. Yep. yep. Alrighty. Well, All right. thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you, guys. Bye. Peace. Peace. <laughs>